Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Joining us now is a Sheldon High alum, Washington State Cougar legend, and the man who will be on the call alongside Matt Chazanow for the Cougs Radio Network when Washington State comes down to Eugene for the ninth-ranked Oregon Ducks on Saturday afternoon. Alex Brink, kind enough to join us. How you doing, man? Doing well. How are you guys? I'm doing very well. Is it? How does it feel when you get to go home and, and do these broadcasts? Is it? Is it like... You know, you kind of puff your chest out a little bit more when you're walking walking through Eugene and when you're walking through a stadium that you went to as a kid? It's pretty fun. I mean, uh, you don't, right, like you grow up going to Austin Stadium like I did and seeing it like from all the angles and all the seats. And then, you know, that first time I got to go back and call the game from the press box, I mean, it's cool. Like I never got a chance to do that. Obviously played there, had, you know, had not great memories from my senior year. That was a tough one in 2007, but – uh, you know, my redshirt year played there, and, and, and you know, Cougs had a good day that day. But, yeah, I mean, like, look, like Austin Stadium's got a ton of history, a ton of history for me. It's fun to go back and, you know, know that it's my hometown. And even though we're on the other side of it, <laughs> as far as uh, the rivalry, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it is really fun to go back. All right. So let's If there's a Venn diagram of fan bases uh, they, where the Cougs and the Beavs meet, it is pointing at their coach for fourth down decisions. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> both Dan Lanning and Jake Dickert are kind of getting the ire of their fan bases over this week because of, of fourth down decisions and, and them not working out. But I think one thing that we saw this past week was it was a little bit more than just that fourth down decision for uh, Coach Dickert and the Cougs uh, in a game where they score on the opening drive and then 44 unanswered. Uh, kind of get hung on them when you are when you are in a game like that, kind of, and it spirals out of control. What what was the crux of that? Because that was very sure. uncharacteristic of a Jake Dickert coach team, or in this Cougs team over the last handful of years. Yeah, I mean, very uncharacteristic. I think we kind of went back on the broadcast, and you know, it was one of the worst losses the team had since USC went in there and and beat them up in maybe like 2015. You know, and it had been a long time since Washington State got beaten in Pullman like that. You know, and I think you're right. I mean, there were some decisions early, particularly offensively, around 
uh, you know, a fourth and one on your own 30. Like that's a, that's, I mean, that's obviously a risky call, especially with a backup running back in, um, you know, but to be fair, and this is my argument, you know, briefly in regards to coach landing and coach Dickert, you know, coach Dickert faked his own, uh, faked a punt on his own like 12 yard line against Oregon state that converted and everybody called him a genius. Right. And so, <laughs> and coach Lanning's done the same sort of thing yeah. where like, when it works out, you're a genius, and when it doesn't, you're a bum, and that's just the reality of it if you're going to be aggressive. And um, I, and I do think that sort of thing, though, it really does take away momentum from your team. And I, I believe that football is a momentum game. No matter what the analytics say, you know, if you lose momentum in a game, especially with, you know, 18 to 22-year-olds, it's really easy for those games to get out of control. For Washington State, you know, it was really some of those moments early – and then turnovers. Like, you can't turn the ball over in the Pac-12 and expect to win. It's just not the way it is. And I think if you count fourth downs over the last the last two weeks, UCLA and Arizona for Washington State, they're like minus 10 in turnover margin. You know, you're just not going to win doing that. Um, and then on top of that, your offense is struggling. Your defense is on the field a lot. Right? I think the defense eventually just got worn down against UCLA. And then as the game got out of hand against Arizona, I think it was a lot of that kind of creeping up again of just, man, we're just beat. We've been on the field a lot. So, um, you know, in all facets, Kuz got beat last week by Arizona. I would expect him to bounce back, though, you know, here against the Ducks. Yeah, and they, look, this offense is explosive. Cam Ward is one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch in a conference that is loaded with quarterback play. He is one of my favorites. But last two games, I mean, you mentioned those turnovers, three turnovers and only one touchdown, and that is very un-Cam Ward-like. What have you seen from, from the signal caller that has kind of led to these last couple of weeks where he's taken a couple of steps back? I mean, you got to give both the Bruins and Wildcats a ton of credit for the way that they defended them, uh, but what have you been seeing at the quarterback level? Because Ward has been incredible over the last couple of seasons. No, he has, and um, you know what? I, you know, you see through the first four weeks, you know, a lot of growth. Uh, you know, where he's stepping up in the pocket, he's making throws. You know, from the pocket um, downfield, he's scrambling and getting positive yards when he needs to. Protecting the football, obviously. I mean, he really felt like he made some strides, and then you know, kind of took a, a step back the last couple of weeks. And, and again, some of that I would attribute to him pressing a little bit, particularly against UCLA. You know, as you know, they had two early fumbles when they were going into score, and so you know, all of a sudden you're down to UCLA. And I think you know, Cam Ward feels like, and he probably can. He's good enough, but you know, he feels like he needs to do it all himself, and that leads. Uh, again, to some some throws where he's thrown across his body to the middle of the field, you know, things like that that are uncharacteristic so far. So I do think, you know, he pressed a little bit. Um, you know, I think those defenses had a good plan, right? Instead of playing zone coverage and and kind of letting Cam pick them apart, you know, a lot of they would bring four or five guys, um, really mix up their defensive looks, get some pressure, but play man coverage and challenge the challenge the Washington State wide receivers to beat them, and they had a hard time doing that. Part of that is Lincoln Victor, your best receiver, has been out or injured for the last couple of weeks, um, and he would really help you in those man situations. So I think, you know, I think Cam's going to learn from those last two weeks that, hey, I can't do it all myself. i got to let the game come to me. Um, you know, but the reality is, look, ball leaves our hand last as quarterbacks. we got to protect the football. You know, uh, you mentioned Lincoln Victor, Union High School, local guy here, and he got dinged up, but um, he is one of the guys that he can be the that explosive kind of game changer. Uh, working alongside Lincoln Victor, Josh Kelly and Kyle Williams also, it's kind of that three-headed monster at, at wide receiver that the Cougs have there. What does Lincoln Victor kind of bring to that offense that they lack when he was uh, dinged up and off the off the field? Sure. I mean, you know, Kelly and Williams are kind of your outside guys primarily. 
um, can really stretch the field and make some plays downfield um, and have been great, both of them doing it. But when Victor's in there, you know, he's a pure slot guy, and he's kind of your gadget guy. He can do a lot of things. He can go in motion. He can do fly sweep. But with a high school quarterback, he can throw it for you, right? Um, but really where he's great is he's hard to cover in space. And so when you're in the slot and you get a nickel guy or you get a linebacker matched up on you, um, you know, he's going to win that battle. He's going to beat you in a phone booth. And they just haven't had that. On top of that, he's really kind of the emotional leader of this team. And so not having him on the field, you didn't have that spark plug. You didn't have a guy that could, you know, pick young guys up when they fumble the ball or help Cam Ward in the huddle, right, when he's feeling like he's got to do a little bit more. And so I think it's all of it. It's, it's Victor's play, but it's his emotional, uh, you know, it's the emotional factor in his leadership that will really help. Um, in the end, he's your most consistent receiver, and he can work in the middle of the field, and that's a place that Cam Ward likes to throw the ball. Brink, I, I, I need to talk to you about it because you've been a voice that has been very active on social media about it, and uh, I, I think it's it's worthwhile discussion about, you know, the, the pack two that is still standing where you got the Cougs and the Beavs here. What is the next step for Washington State um, in, in this realignment where – you know, it sucks the way that everything is sh- shook out for, for the Cougs and the Beavs and, and where they sit um, left homeless, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, I mean, it's really disappointing, obviously. You know, I mean, I'm, I grew up in Eugene, Oregon. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pack West Coast football, you know, purist. Like, I've just – I've seen it in all facets and seen the great moments and the history and the pageantry. And, you know, it's sad that it's not – it's going to cease to exist, right? And, and there's a lot of factors that go into that. I think the reality is it, it, it could have been, you know, it could have been salvaged, you know, but, you know, everybody made the decision that was right for them in that moment and Washington State and Oregon State get left out, you know, to this point. Honestly, what I think is going to happen is that, you know, there's some very real, um, you know, I think there's very real money involved here. I think that's why there's court battles. I think that's why Oregon State and Washington State aren't just jumping to go take, you know, a deal with the Mountain West right away. And so I think there's a fight ahead where Washington State and Oregon State are going to land on their feet and it's going to be okay in, in the short term. Now, long term, what's that mean? I think college football is heading down, you know, quickly down a track that they really don't have control over, right, some of these schools. And, you know, that's going to be a whole different story. But at that point, everybody's going to be in trouble except for 40 or 50 schools yeah. probably. And so, you know, I think for Washington State and Oregon State, it's about getting through the next two to six years um, until that really true large-scale realignment happens. And I think they're going to be okay. I think there's some version of this where Washington State and Oregon State, you know, have funds that they can operate with. It's already been proven out that they can schedule if they go the Pac-2 route and, and kind of play as their own. And what I believe is that the, the country will rally behind teams like Washington State and Oregon State and say, look, we get that you guys have got left out, and we love that, and we're going to support you. And I think that's a really cool story that both Cougs and Beavs, fans and players and administration can get behind and sell and be excited about. Um, and, and so I think it's going to be okay. It's hard right now. It's no fun right now, especially when a team like Oregon State has shown that they can play with anybody. And the same with Washington State. And not only that, all the metrics and all the all the eyeballs and viewership, all that stuff matches up to what everybody's been saying, which is that Washington State and Oregon State matter on the national scale. Yeah, and that's why it was so discouraging to to see all the ESPN 
you know, stuff from a couple of weeks ago, and they've kind of <laughs> tightened up their ranks and, and shut yeah. up about it. But it was like, dude, read the room on what's going on here and the fact that there are a lot of fans. And one thing that has been awesome to see with both the Cougs and the Beavs is their fan bases have been motivated financially to open up the pocketbooks and start donating to the programs a lot more. I mean, that was uh, – I thought those those shots below the belt to both the Cougs and the Beavs, mostly it was at Washington State for whatever reason. Right. Uh, I, it just seemed unfair and kind of out of left field. Yeah, and I mean, I think the, the positive silver lining in all of it is that Washington State and Oregon State have been front and center in the national conversation. And, you know, Oregon State in particular and Washington State, I mean, to some degree, you know, have really stepped up to the plate, you know, on the field as well, right? And that helps the cause. And then it makes, you know, guys like Pat McAfee and kind of the guys at game day and the way that happens just look silly because to your point, you know, the rhetoric that, you know, Washington State and Oregon State should just, like, let this happen to them and, like, be okay that they were ever involved in Power 5 football is such a joke, right? Like, you know, these are two teams that anytime they step on the field can beat you. And, oh, by the way, people want to watch that. And, you know, let's, uh, a, t- a school like Washington State and Oregon State the same way, but, you know, the, pas- the uh, passion of the fan base, you know, that's what college football is about. Like, that's why people enjoy it. They don't want to watch the NFL on Saturdays. They want to watch the NFL on Sunday. But on Saturday, they want to watch college football. And college football is about teams like Washington State and Oregon State. Um, and that's why they deserve a seat at the table. Last thing before uh, we let you go. Is there anything that you guys don't do at E-Force now? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, you name it, we can do it, man. <laughs> I mean, you guys are in every sport now. And if, if you don't know, uh, E-Force training, it, it, every sport, uh, they got you covered uh, in youth sports. It, it's, it's awesome that you guys are putting so much effort and resources into the community here. And it, it's paying dividends when you see the level of high school athletes in, in Oregon, Southwest Washington, that you guys are helping out and turning out. So uh, I always appreciate it, man. Um, thank you for the time, my dude. And we'll see you this weekend down in Eugene. And uh, have a good call, you and Chazanow, the, the the pipes of the of the Washington State Cougars. You guys are going to be down there, and uh, I look forward to seeing you both. I can't wait. I appreciate it. We'll see you down in Eugene. All right, there he is. Alex Brink, color analyst for the Washington State Cougars. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.